Before you got here, God knew there were some things he wanted you to do. That's part of your job description on the planet. And you're supposed to do those good works. Don't leave here with your works undone. Don't leave here not having fulfilled your calling. In the Gospel of John, chapter 15, Jesus says that he has appointed you as his disciple to go out into the world and bear fruit. Hello and welcome to Destined for Victory with Pastor Paul Shepard, Senior Pastor at Destiny Christian Fellowship in Fremont, California. Well, what kind of fruit is Jesus talking about? And how can you go about the business of producing it? Answers come your way next as Pastor Paul takes you to the Gospel of John and to the book of Galatians to encourage us to go out and do all that God has called us to do. Listen to the Destined for Victory broadcast on demand at PastorPaul.net. That's PastorPaul.net. Subscribe to the podcast at Spotify, at Apple Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. But right now, with today's Destined for Victory message, Bearing Fruit That Remains, here is Pastor Paul. Before you got here, God knew there were some things he wanted you to do. That's part of your job description on the planet. And you're supposed to do those good works. Don't leave here with your works undone. Don't leave here not having fulfilled your calling. We just read it here in John 15. He said, I appointed you to go forth and bear fruit. Fruit is in what we do and fruit is in the character of our lives. So make sure you're doing fruitful things. Make sure your life has genuine fruit so that people can eat from your life. As a result of your place in their life, they ought to be better. They ought to be well nourished. They ought to be getting good things from you because fruit is to be eaten, is to be enjoyed. It has nutrients in it. People will be better off when you and I get down to the business of living fruitful lives. So what fruit has God called us to bear? Well, I said some of it is in works and then some of it is in character development. Let's talk for a little bit about as I introduce this series, I'm going to get into more specifics as I go along. But let me just begin by giving you a sampling of the kinds of things that God wants to ripen in your life. So go with me first to Galatians 5 verse 22. And you'll see the fruit of the spirit. First thing it's mentioned there is love. I'm going to talk more in a message about love to come. But right now, let me just introduce it. One of the fruit that God intends to ripen in your life. If you're going to be drawing from the vine, you're going to be growing and ripening in love. Love. Now that Greek word agape is a word that is not based on feelings at all. So get out of your mind what we call love, infatuation and stuff like that. See, there are different kinds of love. Greek is a superior language to English. We call something love and it can mean any one of four or five different things. In the Greek, you find specific words for each of those manifestations of what we generally call love. For instance, when we say, I fell in love, you didn't fall into Galatians 5.22. Cause that's agape. That's a love that comes from the heart of God himself. 
That's what he wants you to be ripened in. Some of y'all can hardly focus on letting God ripen your love in the God sense because you're busy looking for who am I going to fall in love with. And some of y'all should have known by now in your journey, hoping for love, that um, you're not going to find it where you've been looking. Because you're looking at stuff and you're looking at, at, at features. You're looking at, oh, I want, I want love in the form of 6-1. I just read some sister's email just right then. <laughs> Love I'm looking for is 6-1. Got muscles. Works out. Ripped. Six pack. That's not love. I've told you before, if you find it, you're going to spend all your time running down behind him because everybody else has been looking for him too. They all been looking for that. He hardly go to work for you running down behind every tree. Some of y'all need to quit your fantasy. I want somebody fine. Some of y'all don't need fine. You need a man who doesn't want to break God's heart. If he doesn't want to break God's heart, that's what you want. You want somebody who loves the Lord and is trying to bear real fruit. And he's under men's discipleship and he's trying to get his life together. He's not perfect and that's good because you're not either. So you don't need a perfect man. You just need a man who loves God and doesn't want to break his heart. I know you would like fine, but if you get a man who doesn't want to break God's heart and he's not the greatest to look at, squint your eyes. <laughs> squint your eyes. <laughs> Say, thank you, Lord, for that man of God. <laughs> Oh, yeah, squint your eyes. Say, all right, now, right now, he's looking a little bit like Denzel right there. <laughs> you need fine for? Yes, you would like that. But, uh, but a brother who's not great in looks, but who's great in heart, that will bless your life. Everybody fine when the lights go out. (laughs) The next fruit. (laughs) God wants to ripen real love in you and we'll talk about that. The next thing in the list is the fruit of the spirit is joy. Now, by the way, let me just say right here at the outset of this uh, section of the series, a lot of folks say there's nine fruit of the spirit. No, there's not. This is just a sampling of nine. There are other things that are character traits that God wants to develop in you. There's no need of putting them in a separate category from fruit. It's all character traits that God wants to develop in you. 
I don't like that whole, there's nine gifts and there's nine fruit. No, there aren't. There are lots of gifts and lots of fruit. And you need to let God grow them all in you. So another fruit is joy. Joy, we'll talk about it, but let me tell you now, joy is superior to happiness. God wants to make you a joyful person because that'll give you a high quality of life. Happy people, good. When you can get happiness, God's not against happiness. When you can get happiness, use it, enjoy it, milk it. But happiness won't last. Why? Because happiness depends on what happens. Happiness is circumstantially driven. Money in the bank, happy. Come on. They're not giving out pink slips on my job. Happy. My job seems secure. But how many know sometimes just when you happy, here come the pink slip. Here come the downsizing. Here come the we're moving this company's operation. And we're doing what y'all used to do. We're doing it now overseas because it's cheaper over there. All of a sudden, your happiness is challenged because happiness depends on what happens. So nothing wrong with happiness. Joy, enjoy it when you can. Sing Pharrell's song all you can. But there are going to be days when you don't feel happy. But joy doesn't depend on what happens. Joy depends on what God has grown on the inside of you so that even when circumstances aren't great, I know I can trust in a God who promised he will never leave me and never forsake me. And he's going to give me a joy that will let me get through any of the trials I have to face. And so God wants to ripen love. He wants to ripen joy. He wants to ripen something called peace. Now, the, the fruit of peace is not a fruit based on peaceful circumstances. Because just like happiness depends on what happens, some of you all have only experienced a peace that is the result of peaceful circumstances. Nobody's making trouble in my life, so I feel peaceful. But that's not always going to last. Number one, when you save, you have an enemy that is out to kill, steal, and destroy every chance he gets in your life. Satan is a real being. Demons are real. I know we in Western society think that demons are all in Africa somewhere. I come to tell you there are more demons around your life than you can shake a stick at. You don't see it because they're not red with pitchforks. But demons are in the atmosphere. And they are waging spiritual war under the guidance of their commander-in-chief, Satan. If this is scaring you good, you need to know this is real stuff. Satan is real. His demons are real. They come after you to destroy in your life. What did Paul say in his letter to the church at Ephesus? He says, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. You don't know, but some of the trouble that's come against you came from demons. 
And they use people. Because some people are available for them to use and they will use them. And sometimes you think you're talking to a person. You say, why are they being so hateful? That's not them. That's the spirit that's using them. Up next, the rest of today's Destined for Victory message with Pastor Paul Shepard, Senior Pastor at Destiny Christian Fellowship in Fremont, California. We want to thank all of you for your prayers and financial support and to let you know they are having a profound impact in the world. As God leads, please consider making a generous gift to Destined for Victory today. Donate by calling 855-339-5500. Or you can give securely online at our website, pastorpaul.net. That's pastorpaul.net. Well, before you can bear fruit in the lives of others, God has to ripen the fruit in you. With the rest of today's Destined for Victory message, Bearing Fruit That Remains, here once again is Pastor Paul. And so you must understand, peace can't always come if you need peaceful circumstances. The enemy's going to see to it that trouble comes into your life. Turmoil comes into your life. Sometimes you don't even know why you're disturbed in your spirit. You say, I can't account for it by what's happening, but I am disturbed. That's because on a spiritual level, there is war going on. And it's impacting you. You ever been in the middle of a day and said the blood of Jesus? Devil, you're a lie. You don't even know what you're fighting, but you're fighting something. And you got to learn to take authority and say, I'm a child of God. And so he wants to give you love, joy. He wants to give you a peace that you can have in the midst of a storm. The peace he'll give you, you can have while a storm is raging in your life. And so you need to experience that. And he wants to ripen it in your life. Look at the next thing on the list. Long suffering. Some of your translations say patience, but the better translation of this Greek word patience is long suffering. Long suffering. Guess what that is? The ability God will give you to suffer long. I see some of y'all don't even want that. I don't want that. Well, trust me, if God wants to ripen it in your life, it's because there are going to be times when you need it. Because not everything is rebukable. I know we all want to believe I just, I just speak it out of existence. That's modern Christians. We just think we can just speak everything. You ever rebuke something that rebuked you back? I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I don't care what you do. Not everything is rebukable. Some things you got to outlast your trouble, outlast your suffering, outlast your conflict, outlast what you're going through. And God will give you the ability to say, when you get through conflict, I'm going to still be standing. When you get through trying to knock me down, I'm still going to be here. I will not go down. I'm going through. 
Long suffering is what is what a marathon runner can do when you hit the wall. I've told you about that in other messages. When you hit that wall and feel like you can't make it, God will give you the ability to press through and to get all the way to the other side. Fruit of the spirit is long suffering. What else did he say? He said the fruit of the spirit is kindness. You're a follower of Christ. You're connected to a kind vine. And the kind vine wants to let you experience his kindness and pass it on to other people. So why are you mean? Why are you a mean Christian serving a kind God? Why are you a mean believer? Serving a kind Jesus. Jesus was kind. When people saw Jesus coming, they smiled. In fact, the only people who didn't smile when Jesus was coming were the religious people. They would only once say, mm, here he come. Why? Because he showed them up just with the spirit that he carried. He made them look bad. And Jesus was kind. When sinners saw him coming, the Bible said he was a friend of sinners and publicans. He was their friend. Jesus coming. That was a positive thing. What about when they see you? Margaret coming. Oh, Lord. James coming. Oh, Jesus. Anytime you make sinners pray, oh, Lord. Something is wrong when they see you coming and you're supposed to be connected to the vine and you don't have any of the kindness that's in the vine. Even if they're living a raggedy life, Jesus didn't condemn people. He offered hope. He offered hope. See, he didn't condone sin. He was just kind to sinners. That's what we have to learn to be. I'm so tired of Christians thinking what we got to do is take our stand. Got to take our stand. The world is too gone way far. We got to take our stand against this and against that and against this lifestyle and against that. Why don't you be like Jesus? He didn't spend his time being against stuff. He spent his time being for life. I want to give you life and that more abundantly. Once you have life, you have something that will help you discern what ought to be in your lifestyle. But why worry about somebody's lifestyle when they don't have life? Pray for my children. They living all kind of crazy. Well, they don't have life. Pray that the Holy Spirit will speak life to them. Will send the right influences into their world. And you, since they're yours, you ought to be one of the right influences. And you need to stop spending your time looking at what's wrong with them. So we got to get more connected to the vine than we're aware of what we don't like around us. We are good at cursing the darkness. We need to get good at turning on the light. 
so fruit of the spirit is kindness. Fruit of the spirit is goodness. Goodness. We need to be good people doing good things. I just mentioned that earlier. We need to go about doing good. That's what our Savior did. He went about doing good. Goodness is the fruit of the Spirit. What else? Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Fidelity. The ability to stick with it. The ability to finish what you started. The ability to not give up because something didn't go your way. The fruit of faithfulness. We need some people who can show the world, if I said I was going to do it, I'm going to do it by God's help. And so we need to learn. It's one of the things God wants to develop in us. Faithfulness. What else? Gentleness. Gentleness is a fruit that doesn't mean weakness. Some of y'all just right now, I don't believe in weakness. Neither does God. But he wants to make you gentle. What is gentleness? We're going to learn it when I get to this fruit and and unpack it for you. I'll show you that it doesn't mean weakness. It means you are meek, but not weak. Meekness means I'm strong, but I have it under control. I'm strong, but I don't want to flex all the time. Come on, somebody. Gentleness is meekness, strength under control. The last one, I'll just leave you with this one, self-control. Oh, my Lord. You mean God wants me to have the ability to control myself? Yep. So that I don't have to do what I could do. I don't have to go outside of the lines he's drawn for my life. I can control myself. You who say, I'm just my family, we just angry people. You just got to know us. No, we don't have to know y'all. I got my anger from my daddy. Well, he got it from the devil. (laughs) God wants to give you the ability to control yourself. I'll talk about that more as I move along. Let's stand. God wants to ripen the fruit in us so that we can go out and bear fruit in others. And the most important difference we can make is by leading others to faith in Christ. As Pastor Paul said today, it's easy to look at the world and curse the darkness. We need to get better at turning on the light. One of the best ways you can do that is by becoming a Destined for Victory partner, helping Pastor Paul Shepherd share the light of Jesus Christ with an ever-darkening world. For as little as $20 a month, you can help lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Pray about it when you get a chance, and we'd love to have you join the team. In appreciation of your partnership, we'll send a few thank you gifts your way, including one of our most popular resources, Pastor Paul's CD, The Best of Let My People Smile. You'll also receive by request our special resource each month at no additional cost. So call 855-339-5500 or mail your gift letting us know you wish to become a partner. The address is Destined for Victory, Post Office Box 1767, Fremont, California 94538. And you can also sign up by clicking Become a Partner at the top of our homepage at PastorPaul.net. That's PastorPaul.net. 
Now, if you can't become a partner but can make a generous donation to Destined for Victory, Pastor Paul has a thank you gift to share with you, a brand new booklet titled, He's a Good, Good Father. You can find out more about this outstanding resource and request it when you make your gift right now at PastorPaul.net. The church is supposed to be a hospital. You know why you go to the hospital? Because you're sick. It's okay to be sick at the hospital. What you don't need is a bunch of sick folk talking about I'm well. You ever met the people, they just as sick as they know how to be, but won't go anywhere to deal with what the problem is. Well, that's next time in Pastor Paul Shepherd's message, Bearing Fruit That Remains. Until then, remember, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. In Christ, you are destined for victory. Victory.